generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. It is good to have you tuning in as we head into this grunty time that we keep hearing and talking about. That is the time of the recession, apparently. This week I was looking and reading, and apparently uh, it was said by Grant Robertson, the Minister of Debt slash the Minister of Finance, whichever way you want to look at it, that... He's hoping that we don't need to go into a recession. And there's a lot of people saying, let's not talk ourselves into a recession. And that sort of makes, you know, that makes a lot of sense as well. But now I see this week that the talk is that, yes, we will have to accept that that is what's coming. Which will be no surprise to a number of you that people will go back on what they say. But um, it'll be, I guess we have to see how deep it is. And it got me thinking a lot about how, A lot of the media changed quite quickly last week and the conversations that people were having and the amount of conversations that people were having. And I think one thing that we've been trying to learn over this last couple of years together is to not get too stuck down that pathway of thinking that things can't grow in a time of retraction. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. What other currencies can you be stacking in a time where... Perhaps we're being told that you can't grow through things and that there's no real movement and growth out there. But what I want to get across to people is that that's just one measurement, right? That's one way that we measure how an economy is going via gross domestic product, GDP. And interestingly, I remember going a few years ago to a panel, I was on a panel actually, and it was a conversation with a a professor I think maybe from Massey University and they were talking about how we need to actually change the way that we measure growth across the world and as a nation and basically putting forward different ways to be able to measure uh, the prosperity and the growth of a nation and not just tying it all back to gross domestic product which we should probably do a pot on at some stage and what that actually is and actually looking at different things and different ways to be able to do it. And there's a lot of people that believe that, and maybe in time we will see a different way to measure that. But you know, I think it's one of those things that it's been this way for so long. 
that I think it's hard for people to look at a different way to do it. You know, an example that I gave on the evening or on the night was that house sitting, which I'm still doing at the moment. Um, it's not a, there's no financial transaction, but it's still an exchange of goods and services. And that was quashed by some people in the crowd. No, because there's no there's no money changing hands. So, you know, there's there's no growth there. And I'm like, well, what if I go there and I completely change the the person who I am because I am out of my comfort zone. I start to think differently. I start to think bigger. I think, you know, these people have got a spa. Maybe it's normal to have a spa. Maybe I want to aspire to do that. Or I go walking past some of the massive houses here and think, fuck, I wonder how they've done that. And then you go on to contribute into the economy in different ways, and you know that's oh that's not that's not that's not growth that's not uh, there's no exchange between you and the people that own that home. I'm like okay, but anyway, these are just things that we learn as we get older, right, or as we get into society, and it's like all right, growth is all tied back to GDP and gross domestic product, and then if that's not growing, then perhaps we're going to have a recession, then all of us think like, oh shit, the world's ending, and nothing's growing at all, and we better freak out, but I don't think that's actually the case, and I think what we want to remember is that there are a number of other ways that we might want to measure the progress of our life, and what's important to us, and keep those things front of mind when we're getting bombarded by House prices going backwards, the economy slowing down, potentially a recession, different countries saying different things and different rates of uh, global slowdowns and all of these things, you know, we don't need to bring them into our lives and apply the same methodology, excuse me, to different areas of our life that we still want to grow. So I've called this one, I'm stacking these currencies. Now, we'll get into that in a second, but you may have become known about, become known to keep the change, or probably the other way around. Keep the change might have become known to you through some of the reels you might see floating around. And Mikey and I went into the Attention Seeker, we recorded a podcast, and we got um, about 18 clips out of one of the podcasts we did, and we recorded two. Now, I just paid that bill before. I was going to make a quick reel about this, but it was $1,000 loosely, and Mikey and I split that. And I think it's a good example for you to think about in the context of what this lesson is about, where we've paid 500 bucks each and we trust that eventually that money will come back. People these days will just watch social media content, watch content producers and think like, oh yeah, fuck, you know, they just must, you know, like, do they even think how does that happen? And I watched a dude in America talk about how he's spending, gone from nothing to basically $100,000 a month on content creation, that's US, and I think, wow, that is a lot of money to be spending every month on putting content out there, and I think as consumers of content, we get very used to just being like, oh, wow, this highly curated, amazing content, because I can skip past it so quickly, uh, it's probably, you know, you don't think about what's actually gone into making it or creating it. Now, for Mikey and I, we can afford to do that, but we still have to make that payment, that money still has to come from somewhere, and with Keep the Change not yet being highly monetized, it is an investment in stacking a form of currency of more attention to add more value to people, to create a better life for them, for them to be happier, for them to eventually refer Mikey or myself, say, to an opportunity. I pull that opportunity out and go, that's something I want to be a part of, and that's how I'll make that investment back. 
yesterday I had somebody get in touch with me and say, love the videos you make, etc. We'd love to partner with you if you want to make something about XYZ. We have this business. Um, would be keen to look at partnering with you. And I looked at it and thought, I don't really, like the, my gut straight away was like, that brand isn't really my thing. Thanks for getting in touch. Um, you know, I've looked at what you guys do. I don't think it's something that I, you know, want to be partnering with at this stage, but, you know, appreciate things can change. Keep in touch. And some people, I think, you know, the part of me, I could be like, well, maybe I should just explore it. It could be, you know, what's, what's, what, what amount were they going to suggest or what, what would that partnership look like? I've got to trust in the path that I'm continuing to go down and stacking, providing value, building audience, building attention, those sorts of things and helping people that eventually the universe will give that back. So I'm trying to practice this stuff and then it costs me money to do it on the other side as well. But it's not a cost of money to me, it's an investment knowing that eventually it will come back and I have done enough of this stuff over my years now to know that eventually it does come back around so you know when they said oh do you want us to make some videos out of that and it's going to cost xyz a scarce version of luke would have been like oh yeah maybe i'll just sit there and i will screen record some of the podcast myself and i'll create them myself and that's just not a good use of my time anymore and i've got to then transact by trading the money for their skills and expertise and they make them way better than i could do and then I've got to punch them out, write some copy, and I know that eventually those will get in front of the right people and there will be an opportunity that will come out of them and that will recover the investment that I have made. Hopefully that story gives you a good example of what we're about to go into in this week's lesson. So I am stacking these currencies. With all this doom and gloom, it's a good reminder to consider the currencies you are collecting. Last week, the Reserve Bank Governor General Adrian Orr told us to expect a recession in 2023. He said that the Reserve Bank was deliberately engineering a recession. Actually, he got asked that by Chloe Swarbrick from the Greens, and he said, well, yes, that is a correct statement, effectively. And that is in the hope of slowing down spending and bringing inflation under control. Remember from earlier lessons that a recession is a fairly decent contraction in the country's economic activity. The time frame is usually a period of several months. So usually when an economy is contracting or not growing for several months will say, oh, we're in a recession. And it's just a term, remember, it's just a word that is put on growth not happening. But we're so used to growth all the time that when we don't have it, everyone's freaking out about it. But do we really need to freak out? Well, that's probably going to depend on A, how we react to it individually, and also how bad it, it gets out there. Now, this may see uh, people lose their jobs, and that's going to suck. And the people that do lose their job because of this situation, in their mind they're going to be like, this recession is really, really bad, right? But remember that a lot of businesses are also screaming out for workers. Just about every business that I work with at the moment is like, I can't find the right staff person. We're trying, uh, we can't quite get there. And I only work with about 150 businesses. So once you scale that out across the entire country, shit, where are all these people? Why do we need all of these people? Are we going to crush all this demand so then we don't need more people? I don't think you can crush all demand in every single sector, but I could be wrong. And that's, I guess, what we're going to find out in the coming years. But I think, hopefully, people losing their jobs can find another one quickly. No, this won't necessarily help inflation. So what I'm saying is they might go, they might lose their part-time admin role working at the boat builders because less people are buying boats. But then they go, oh, well, actually, uh, the 
kiwi fruit sector i'm just guessing i don't, don't actually know much about kiwi fruit at the moment to be honest uh, is, is hissing and they need some admin support i'll go work over there so they may become unemployed but briefly and then they're back into it and in somewhere somewhere else in the economy back aligned reallocated to somewhere where they're going to be better used or utilized sorry is probably better uh, terminology but that's not really going to help inflation, is it? Because they're going to stop earning from place A, but then they're going to start earning from place B. So that's just going to be interesting to watch as well. But these people could be reallocated to other areas of the economy where the skills and labour are better utilised. I don't make the rules. This is just how it works. And this is just how I interpret it to work as well. Other people would have better ways or other ways to uh, describe what goes on as people lose their roles. For most people, the talk of a recession encourages them to spend less, contract, recede, restrict, go inward, fear, worry and retract. And that's exactly what it's designed to do. And what the Reserve Bank is actually asking is that we stop spending and we stop consumer, consuming and we monitor our pennies. But as we've talked about many, many times, we are conditioned to do the other thing, aren't we? Because we are conditioned to go, you don't need to save before you buy that, literally use buy now, pay later, those types of things. So they've got to try and unwind psychology for us. And I think that's going to be really, really hard for them to do. Someone tagged me in a video before on TikTok and it was people using buy now, pay later, and it was just, um, fuck, it was eye-opening for me. Just so many comments about people loving buy now, pay later and someone saying like, oh, you know, even one day when if when I have money, I'll um, I'll still use buy now, pay later. And I'm just like, oh man, that, that is why you don't have money because you are teaching yourself to spend beyond your limits and you're thinking well, one day that will be different. How things become different is when you remove the things that are stopping you becoming that person, i.e. a buy now, pay later card. And there was just comment after comment and like after like of that. It's just so good. And I've unlocked another level of buy now, pay later. And I was like, fuck me. It's like they've gamified consuming and people are just doing it. And hey, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But it's just, a, it was a different world. I had to pull myself out of there and go, shit, you know, back to geek city for me. This is too much over there in that buy now, pay later city down that rabbit hole. So Oh, I don't know. I think the Reserve Bank have got a big job ahead of themselves because, yep, they can move the OCR. They could tell people, please stop spending and start saving. But for years, we've told people, eh, don't worry about that. And, hey, you want some credit? Here you go, credit card. Oh, you want buy now, pay later? Oh, you want a gym visa? Oh, you want 90 days to pay it off? Oh, what about 18 months? Oh, you need a new laptop? 36 months at JB Hi-Fi, like all this shit. And now they're saying, please stop spending. So it will be very, very interesting to see how quickly they can sort of slow this down and, and what, what actually changes. I, I think... For it to actually change, they're going to have to embed higher interest rates for for quite some time, and I guess we're going to uh, we're going to find out, aren't we? But uh, however, so back to the lesson. This is why, for months, in these lessons, we've been looking at new forms of income, handling inflation, considering borders, flatmates, side hustles, building our value, learning, being awake to what's coming, getting mentally ready, and thinking about combating a recession, not being fearful of it. A recession is not a time for growth, we are told. Apparently, it's a time for severe contraction. This is a good time to remember that it's not always about house prices, economic growth, net worth, and bank balances. How about stacking and growing these currencies? Happiness, progress, gratitude, knowledge, love, audience, credibility, mental strength, physical strength, leadership, a new source of income, relationships, dreams and goals, inner peace. These are just the things that my brain gave me as I started building a list. You may have and will have your own things that you want to grow. And what I would suggest you do is you start to think about some of the things that you want to achieve through a recession where you go, you know what, I can still 
grow. And that might be, I'm currently 28% body fat and I want to be 22% body fat. What are some of the things that I can cut out of my diet to help me grow? So just because the world is going to get forced to think about not growing and that we can't grow, don't apply the same lens to everything else that is going on in your life. Gratitude, for instance, at the moment, it's fucking wet up here in Auckland. It's just constantly raining. And I've noticed this week when talking to clients and stuff, like everyone's talking about, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's bloody nearly December and it should be, it should be bloody sunny. And I'm you know, having the same thoughts. And it got me thinking, when it is finally sunny, I wonder if people will take the time to go, ah, man, I'm really grateful for the fact that it is sunny and nice today. But when we get stuck down a consistent loop of not being grateful, it is then harder to be grateful when things change and and then practice to keep going the other way. But that should be a good reason for people to then appreciate being grateful when the weather does finally start to turn. But you can see everybody's expectation that well we're getting closer to Christmas why isn't it sunny yet this is bullshit Uh, and you all continue to talk about it and we're not getting sun so it's not you know on our skin nothing that's good for us allegedly uh, within reason like everything and we can fall into these traps of like not being grateful very very easily and forgetting well fuck at least I'm alive today yeah it's raining but at least I'm alive Uh, but you know where do you want to go to in terms of your gratitude and that is something that I've practiced for Five years now, which is a bit of a shock to me. I had a mate uh, ask me the other day, he's like, you still do that? I said, yeah. He's like, man, that would be five years. I'm like, shit, I suppose it was because it was when we went house and I come across the concept and I started doing it. So that's a habit that I have stacked for a half of a decade and it's really, really helpful. It could be knowledge for you. You know, you might just start to learn more. It could be, can you improve your relationships that you have with people around you? Uh, can you can you understand more about what love is and learn more about that? Learn about that with your significant other. For instance, what about your mental strength? We put on a session this week for clients to learn more about mental skills. Now, this is something that is massive in the athlete and sporting environment, but I think that business owners are a form of athlete as well. And I'm always looking for people that we can get to come and speak to clients that are going to add a different dimension and layer to their thinking and Aaron Walsh is an absolute champion he's the mental skills coach for Scotland rugby at the moment uh, but also the Chiefs and the Waikato and Bay of Plenty rugby and I always learn something when I spend time with him and it's he like he's the sort of person that I've sat down with and gone hey I've asked him a couple questions and then he's just completely blowing the way that I think out of the water and I think shit this dude's dedicated his whole life to this subject and helps people with it and he gets paid to do it and I've got no idea about it. Now, interestingly, I was telling clients a story that um, Lydia Ko recently won quite a bit of money. And I was thinking, did she win it though? Like that's what the media says and the news titles and stuff and the stories. But then I'm like, did she win it or did she earn it? Because that's her job. But does that actually make a difference? Probably doesn't. Like it, that's just where my brain goes to. And I thought, I wonder what where she pays tax. Is she a New Zealand tax resident? And... If she is, she'd be losing 40% of that income from winning or earning that fee or that prize money. And it just got me thinking about, hmm, I wonder uh, what her setup is. And anyway, I said a quick Google and I saw that back in 2014, 2015, there was an article about how there was $200,000 spent on her development by High Performance New Zealand, I think it was. 
and people were sort of questioning, well, what does the taxpayer get out of that? Why is, why is she getting $200,000? Well, I'll tell you what, if she's paying tax here in New Zealand, shit, will be getting a lot more than that back from that one tournament that she's made, uh, that she's uh, won the other day. But the three things that were quoted that the money was being spent on were basically like her, um, her training, her physiotherapy, and her mental skills. And I thought, holy shit, you know, it's 2014, 2015. I only under- like learned this mental skills concept probably two years ago when I bumped into Aaron Walsh and was like, mate, what is, what, is, what is this thing? So there are so many things out there that we can go and learn about that we potentially don't have access to. But now the internet gives us access to these people through podcasts and things. And so, you know, even me the other day, I was searching uh, running an accounting practice through a recession because I wanted to see what other people's experiences with uh, running an accounting practice through a recession were. I thought we were going to get to practice that through COVID, but then we flooded the economy with uh, money and I didn't really get to, to, to see what that was like. But I took some lessons from different people's stories about that. And I'm starting to go, okay, cool. Like, how am I going to prepare myself for this? And I think we should all be thinking about not just giving up and going, oh, that's all going to get too hard. And this is shit. And, you know, Adrian's saying this and the government's saying this. And other people, you know, my mate might have lost their job or whatnot. You've got to find ways that you can still grow through this period as well. So don't give up on your dreams and your goals and and even the the thinking that you can make more money because if you believe that then it will be hard to actually go out there and ask Janice in the cul-de-sac like I've taught you before to mow her lawns and charge 50 bucks so don't just give up and listen to all of the noise now one definition of growth is the process of increasing in size now this definition doesn't say anything about GDP or the economy just because a recession may be the measurement of whether our economy is or isn't growing doesn't mean you have to listen to that and that doesn't mean sorry no what that should say is that just because uh let me start again just because a recession may be the measurement of whether our economy is or isn't growing doesn't mean that you can't grow we all have areas in our lives where we can still improve way more than what the growth rate is of an economy or gdp gross domestic product in fact when we grow through tough times or times of retraction and others choose not to, we make further gains than these people. So think about that. If people are going to go, oh, this is all too hard, like forget about it, but you're going to keep pushing through a time like this, then all that's going to happen is you're going to achieve more. And that is what I've said to Mikey all along. I'm like, mate, if we just keep going at this content and keep helping people and keep building audience, I'm like, fuck, imagine the opportunities that are on the other side of, of doing this. You know, now that we're going into a tougher economic time is not a time to stop. And I've already had people who I uh, have as clients and different sort of partners across the place are like, mate, your content is just, uh, this is primed for this time. And I'm sort of like, well, fuck, I've been doing this for two years trying to make people listen. And I did a webinar a December last year saying, hey, you want to be thinking about making some extra income, um, you know, start getting onto this and realistically it was a year too early because I don't think people cared at that stage but some people the early adopters were getting into it and learning and doing some of that stuff whereas other people I think are just like nah, why like why is this a topic and there was 200 podcast listeners at that time maybe 400 in December last year now there's about 12,000 so that webinar was probably a year too early but I'll keep showing up and you know Mike is keen as as well and we'll keep trying to help people where we can and we know that on the other side of even an economic slowdown, there'll still be a boom, there'll still be things happening, and if you're at the front of those, then wouldn't that be better than trying to pull yourself back from hibernating, going, oh, well, I thought we weren't going to grow for six to nine months, so I just thought I'd sit around and do bugger all. 
bugger that. We have uh, areas that we can all improve, as we say, uh, and of course, if you want to keep going and you do keep going and other people don't, especially that you're competing with as such, whether it's in employment or just wherever, then you're going to make further gains than those people. So this is going to give you a competitive advantage on the other side. Many people will confuse the concept of decreasing their consumption for doing nothing. So Adrian Orr is saying, like, just please cut back your spending, drop it, we're going, like, we're engineering a recession, we need to, to try and get on top of inflation. People are going to confuse that for, well, I'm just going to do nothing. And they're not going to try, they're not going to try and push forward, they're not going to grow. Now is not a time to get yourself ready to give up and wait for all this to blow over. A recession is part of an economic cycle. We have to remember that. That's all a recession is. It's just part of a cycle. It's just that we haven't really seen something like this or talked about it real seriously for us to go like, oh, okay, like, what does this actually mean? And I think a lot of people are just scared about being unfamiliar and the unknown of a recession and aren't just prepared to actually figure out what it's going to be like to go through it. So each month as well, I encourage you to track and calculate your net worth. And I do this, and it's assets minus liabilities, and for months of this year, I've been doing that each month, and I look at it, and I'm like, fuck, it is not going up. If anything, it's going backwards. Crypto's been obliterated, for instance, so that's been wiped out. KiwiSaver's going backwards. Uh, the share market's going backwards, and you're just getting smashed everywhere you look. Now, I can't control the markets, inflation, house prices, KiwiSaver, and I'm still doing that each month. You could argue, why do it when it's going backwards, but... It's a consistent thing that I want to do right through a growth period, a boom, a bust, a recession, because I haven't fallen into the trap of purely measuring my life's progress based on my monthly net worth figure. So I've been progressing and growing in other areas of my life, but my net worth hasn't. But that doesn't mean that I'm not growing. So I don't and I will not fall into the trap of purely measuring my life's progress based on my monthly net worth figure. Now that is all a measurement of gross domestic product and economic growth is. It's just one measurement, right? So even if we are in a recession, that's just a measurement that the economy isn't growing. We don't need to all think, right, well, what's the point? You know, the economy, the world, people will still be growing and moving forward and making progress, but via the measurement of GDP and one measurement alone, we won't be. So... Don't apply the same concept to your life. Find other areas of your life where you can be growing and you can be making progress at going forward and stacking different forms of currencies that you think are important to you that aren't just house prices, dollars in a bank account, assets, decreasing debt. Like Those are all good things, but they're all financial outputs of the work and the habits that we have. Remember also that fear sells because we are all attracted to it. So the headlines will keep coming. The worry is going to be deep inside all of us. We're going to feel like we don't know what's going on. It's unfamiliar. It's going to be uncomfortable. And if you can't handle all that stuff, then focus on what you can control and just keep trying to make progress and move forward. What currency will you choose to build, grow, and stack during a recession? That's what you want to be thinking about now. Not when we get to a recession, because there's a high chance that when we get to a recession, you're going to be surrounded by other people that are like, oh, what's the fucking point? It's a recession anyway. All of this nil chat will start creeping in, and you'll want to be going, well, actually, six months ago, I started preparing to either A, get through some new learning and get better at that, and so on the other side of that, there might be an opportunity for me to move into that area or move up in roles, but you want to keep putting in and look after people around you and even yourself so that you are remembered and you're going to be the first to have those opportunities when things start to turn and go the other way. The other people that don't do anything and give up and whatnot, they'll be the ones still complaining 
even when we're going back into a time of bus, like, oh, you know, you probably, you, you got lucky, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I was studying, learning, trying to increase my value, therefore, yeah, six months before a recession, uh, and yeah, I'm the lucky one, yep, cool, cheers for that. You know, so these things take sacrifice, so be prepared to do some of that, but start by figuring out what currencies you want to stack that aren't related to money, and think, okay, what do I want to build, and start doing it now. You know, don't wait for the 1st of January for the New Year's resolutions and all those things. Get a jump on it and get going on it before we actually get to this recession. Uh, did you know Kiwi spent 600, oh, no, only $67 million on Black Friday, down 6.9% on 2021. So our Black Friday spending was actually down, which is interesting because it's what we're talking about last week over, uh, over last week. So spending uh, over the seven days ending Saturday was 350 million and was down 9.5 percent on 2021 so that's some data from worldline basically black friday was down and then the week leading into that including the saturday was uh was down as well by close to 10 percent but these figures are actually higher than pre-covid as well so 2021 was a pretty bumper year for people buying shit online because i think a lot of people were just coming out of lockdown and stuff like that and people were pent up in the 09 and in auckland so you know, I think it was uh, pretty large. So we're down from last year, but we're actually higher than pre-COVID time. So there we go. Those are some of the currencies that I'll be stacking as we get into a recession and even before a recession as well. Don't let the doom and the gloom and the, look, there's no growth opportunities creep into every area of your life. GDP is one measurement of our economic progress. You choose what you want growth to look like. Get it done. We'll see you next week. Thank you.